Thank you for listening to the official podcast of Live Church Orlando, where we encourage you to live your life His way. For more information about Live Church and other resources, please visit livechurchorlando.com. All right, I want to apologize, but not because uh, we're supposed to start the series prep school today, but God led me in another direction. So we'll start it next week. Um, something something uh, pivotal happened Wednesday night here at Live. Man. So I'm going to continue on that vein for a little bit. Just a, a strong area of healing happened. And we're going we're gonna to repeat that and go even higher today. So I'm going to go to the same text. We're going to open it up a little bit more. I'm not going to fall into the trap of, you know, uh, uh, Western church, you know, Wednesday, Sunday, something new, something new, something new. We're so we're so on to the next that we never digest the goodness we receive. You understand what I'm saying? We're so on to the next. You could, like I said, you could read a post and love the post. Like this is the craziest thought I heard all year. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even know that. And then you keep swiping. Because it's on to the next with us, on to the next. Wednesday night was incredible, but it's not on to the next just yet. Are you understanding what I'm saying? It's some more we need to unpack, it's some more we need to digest, and it's some more healing that needs to take place. And we're going to do that tonight, which is why we have Marcus Wiley this morning. Because laughter is healing. It does good like medicine. Amen? So let's talk about it. The sermon today is have a seat. Tell your neighbor, have a seat, have a seat. When somebody getting on your nerves, you tell them, have several seats. That's what you but I'm not talking about that. <laughs> I'm talking about the good. Have, have a seat. Look at your name and say, have a seat. Have a seat. We were talking about uh, a story in the Bible. I'm going to literally walk you through the entire chapter uh, without taking too long this morning in the name of Jesus. We're going to not take too long, but uh, I have to acknowledge you. I love, I love you and your father so much. I, I, I don't want to say, oh, it's just his daughter's here, but... I love her dad, y'all. Bree is here, and uh, this is Bree Hammond. Fred Hammond's daughter is in the building. Just want to acknowledge her and her father. Her and her father love you so much. And we honor you because of your father and his legacy. And my family is here from New Jersey, y'all. The Tribbets is in the building right here. My aunt, my cousins, they all here. I'm so happy. I got to hurry up and leave so we can go to the barbecue. Next slide. Oh, what a difference a day makes. Have you ever heard that? What a difference a day makes. One moment can literally change everything. We started by talking about Jacob, how his name was changed to Israel in a moment. One encounter, one visitation, one experience with God changed his whole name, literally. Changed his purpose, changed his direction, changed his destiny. One moment. He woke up that day not knowing he was going to be completely changed. So you might have woke up this morning not realizing what's about to happen to you in just a moment. Because what a difference a day makes. We're talking about uh, uh, even uh, uh, Mephibosheth. That's the story we're going to go into today. Uh, one moment changed his whole life. Uh, you can go out the scriptures. You can go to Mandela. Nelson Mandela. He was a prisoner and then he became president of the country that imprisoned him. Yeah, let that digest that for a second. You were in prison, then became the president of the country that imprisoned you. So that means your circumstances don't matter at all. You could be bound by something you're about to rule over. 
It's quiet early. It's okay. It's visitors. I'm back. I'm back. Visitors. 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 Joseph. In that moment, he was a he was a he was a slave, but became king. In a moment, in a moment, Daniel uh, was a slave as well, and he became, uh, he, he had authority as well. David was born poor, but in a day he was anointed king. So I'm trying to let you know, don't settle or don't get content or don't, don't say where you are now is where you will be. One moment can change everything. One day can change everything. One word can change everything. Here's a scripture that, that kind of uh, got my attention. Could you go to it, please? It says... <coughs> Survey says, for out of the prison he came forth to be king. That's it. That's it. I don't got no revelation on it. That's just crazy. Y'all waiting on me to expound. That's crazy. Came out of prison to be king. Yep. That's what's happening to you this morning. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. You're about to come out of the lowest place in your life to go to one of the highest heights in God you ever experienced in your life. And I'm not trying to hype you up. I'm telling you what God has done in my life. So I can either use scripture or my personal testimony. But you're about to go from being in prison to having authority and ruling and reigning. Anybody ready for that type of transition? Anybody ready for that type of shift? Anybody ready to go from poor to rich? And I don't mean in just money. I'm ready. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. You got to get to a point where you got to look around like this ain't it. This ain't me. This can't be all God. Anybody there right now? This is not it. This can't be it. This is cool. This is all right. But this can't be it for me. There has to be more. There's something in me desiring more. We're going to talk to you this morning and we're going to encourage you and let you know that you have access and you can have a seat. Woo. David, here, is king now. And he says... Is there anyone, you go to the next one. If I look to the screen, you can just go to it. Like, look, go. Yeah. David said, give it up for the production team upstairs. I love you guys. Is there anyone, is there yet anyone left in the house of Saul that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? Mm. For Jonathan's sake, number one, Jonathan, the name, uh, Nathan, Nathan, that means gift, all right? Jonathan, Jonathan means Jehovah's gift, all right? So Jonathan, anybody named Jonathan in here? All both of y'all, you a gift to somebody. Good. Thank you, Jonathan. I'd like to see you at the church, please. It means Jehovah's gift. He was a gift. Uh, he said, the Bible says that his soul was tied to David's and David's soul was tied to him. David and Jonathan had a covenant relationship. They made a covenant and Jonathan gave him his bow and his arrows and he gave him his robe and Jonathan gave him his sword and said, let's make a covenant. Understand, you're not in a covenant relationship with somebody until you can give them your sword. You're not in covenant unless somebody has something of yours in their possession that can kill you. Yes, I know we're in covenant when you have information that can kill me. Yep. When I share something with you that could be detrimental to me, oh, we tight. Oh, you ain't going nowhere ever. We friends for life. Ride or die. I hope you choose the ride. Yeah, when you give somebody your sword, information nobody knows that can kill you, 
that could embarrass you, that could cause you shame, that could be a threat to your career and your ministry or your relationships. Do you share that type of information with people? If you don't, you have few covenant relationships. Many friends, and they might be besties, but covenant is when I give you something that can kill me. I trust you that much. And you love me that much that you'll keep it. Do y'all got friends that'll keep you? Y'all not ready for this this morning. Let me, let me just keep going. So he said, for, for Saul, for, for Jonathan's sake, Jonathan came to David and said, listen, I know God chose you to be king instead of me. Now, Saul was king. Next in line is Jonathan. He's Saul's son. But God anointed David. And Jonathan got tight with David and said, I know God chose you to be king instead of me, but let me just make a deal with you. Please don't kill my family. Don't kill my seed. Bless them and show them kindness. Even after Jonathan died, David is honoring this covenant. He's honoring that. Understand this too. Ooh, I love saying this. Two things. He was saying it earlier. This is going to sound so elementary, but I just hope y'all get the depth of it. Be kind to people. I got you. I got you. Here's talking about how nice the girl was. Like, my pleasure to serve. Be kind to people. Because you never know. It, the blessing might not come to you directly, but it might come to people connected to you. Jonathan showed David kindness. It didn't come directly to him because he died. But his seed and people connected to him gained the favor based on his generosity. We're so selfish. If it's not a direct effect to us, we refuse to do it. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? But be kind, be generous, and show love to other people so that everybody connected to you can benefit from your kindness. You never know. You never know. You're being kind to a shepherd right now, but you never know. That might be the next king. Be kind to the shepherds. Be kind to the poor people because you never know. They might be the next king. David was poor, but he was anointed to be king. You don't know who you're sitting next to. He was talking about fellowship, fellowship, fellowship. You don't know who you're sitting next to. You're judging them because of where they are now. Yes, I'm a shepherd now, but give me a few more. Give me a little bit more because I'm anointed to do more than what I'm doing now. I'm anointed to be more than what I am now. I'm anointed. Say, neighbor, you don't really know who I am. You don't know. It be in your best interest to treat me nice now. I'm going to give y'all another example. This is off the notes. Let me give you another example. Just be kind that you just don't know. Right? Jesus is teaching on the water. I say it all the time. So if you come to live, you probably heard it. Jesus is teaching. He asked to use Simon's boat. He got on Simon's boat. Finishes his sermon. Says, Simon, launch out to the deep for a great catch. Simon was like, we fished all night and we caught nothing. But that's your word. I'll do it. He did it. The Bible says they caught fishes. Now, I'm from up north. I don't know if that's a word down here in south. Up north, that's not a word. They caught fishes and their boats begin to sink. So Peter, well, Simon at the time, says, called his friends over, said, come help me with this. And all of their boats, the friends' boats, begin to sink too. Number one, I want to stop right here and say, this is not even in the notes, but I feel it. God is about to bless you with fishes. What I mean by that is, he's about to bless, oh my God, fishes is not even a word. He's about to bless you beyond words. Anybody ready for fishes in the building? You're going to scratch your head and wonder how it happened. Just tell your neighbor, fishes. I was walking last year, I got my ride this year. Fishes. I was homeless last year, I'm sitting pretty this year. Fishes. Lonely last year, I got a ring this year, y'all quiet now. Now the ladies. Somebody scream, fishes! 
My point in saying all that is he called his friends over. And they all, their, all of their boats was filled with fishes. See, if you stay on my good side, I'll call you over to partake in my blessing. Y'all quiet. Look at your neighbor and say, stay on my good side. It'll be, it, 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 it'll be in your best interest to stay on my good side. And I brought that story up because the night before was a failure. The night before, they caught nothing. Y'all quiet. Stay with your friends even when they don't have nothing. Because when God turns it around, you're going to wish you still had their number. You're going to wish you were still on the group chat. You're going you're gonna to wish you sent a Christmas card. Tell somebody, treat me nice now. I don't got a dime to give you. I don't got a ride to give you. But you don't know who I'm going to be in the next season. You don't know who I'm going to be when God takes me to the world. Never mind. Who can I be kind to? Who can I show kindness to? For Jonathan's sake. And I want to humble the ones who are about to be blessed. Real quick. Enjoy the favor, but understand it ain't got nothing to do with you. David's about to bless somebody because of his father. Y'all quiet. Ain't got nothing to do with you, so don't be like, yes, I'm blessed. No, no, no. Your father. Your father. Your father. Our father who are in heaven. Your father gave you this favor. Your father gave you this access, so humbly receive it. <laughs> Woo! Hallelujah. So he summoned Zeba. He said, Zeba, I'm looking... See, they be up there speaking in tongues. There you go. He summoned a man named Zeba who had been with Saul's servant. So this is Saul's right-hand man. He said, are you Zeba? He said, yes, sir. He replied. Then the king said, is there anyone still alive from Saul's family? Saul is dead. Jonathan is dead. And traditionally, the next king in office kills off the whole family line. So there will be no chance of you coming trying to claim the throne. You understand? So they cleared out the whole family line. They wiped out the whole family line. Is there anyone still alive from Saul's family? If so, look at this now. I want to show God's kindness to them. Number one, he said first, I want to show him kindness because of Jonathan's sake. And you would think it's coming from him. But he said, I want to show God's kindness. So the way God is kind to you is through people. Oh, you got me? Do, do y'all see this? The way God shows his kindness is through people. So when you shut up your kindness, you stop God from being kind, okay? When you're mean and acting all, when you, you're having a bad day, you stop God from expressing his kindness. Don't block God. Be nice. Be kind. Smile. What y'all doing? That, that, what? Smile. Ain't that bad, you 13. Life ain't that bad for you, bro. Save that frown for later. Save it, you gonna have some bills, you gonna have some insurance, you gonna have some property taxes, save it. I don't understand kids that frown. What, what I did, I did. They just made me speak in tongues. What? God shows his kindness through men. When you give, he'll give it back to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together, running over shell. Men, 
pour into your bosom. So when you don't give people even money or clothes or things, God's provision is like damned. It's stopped up. It's constipated. Ew, excuse me. Is there anyone alive so I can show God's kindness? Zeba replied, who, who was Saul's right-hand man. So he knew he will have, you know, an important position once the new, you know, person got in charge. He said, yes, there is, there is one of Jonathan's sons still alive. Uh, he's crippling both his feet. Now, ain't nobody asked him his condition. Don't you hate when people automatically bring up what's wrong with you? Like in their introduction of you, they bring up your crippleness. In their introduction, they bring up what's wrong with you. Oh yeah, that's tired, but you know he got Yo! Ain't nobody asked you what was wrong. I said, is there anybody alive? I didn't say, is he living right? I didn't say, did he pray? I didn't say, did he fast? I didn't say, is he a praiser or a worshiper? Is he alive? Does he have breath? And is he in the family? Y'all quiet. All I need to know is, is he in the family? People quick to bring up what's crippled about you. Most people probably don't even think of David. When I say David, you probably think of Bathsheba. Like our mistakes are synonymous with who we are. The boy, that devil is a is a liar. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Don't be defined by a bad season in your life. Don't be defined by a bad choice in your life. Don't be defined by a mistake in your life. What's the purpose of the blood if all I'm going to do is relive what I did wrong? What's the purpose of the blood? What's the purpose of Jesus taking all them stripes and taking the crown of thorns? What's the purpose of Calvary if all we're going to do is remember our sins? Our, our goal should be for God to forget our sins. And he's already done that. He cast it into the sea. Y'all not ready. Of forgetfulness. Why? The first thing you bring up is what's wrong with me. Be careful. Be careful of people who are quick to say what's wrong with you. There's got to be a little jealousy in there. Because why are you going to be kind to him? I've been here with... Yeah, there is one, but he crippled. Ain't nothing you can do for him. You might as well go ahead and bless my family. Yeah, I, I know that talk all day. I know that talk. Be careful, too. When people come to you with what's wrong with other people, watch that person. Because people that talk to you talk about you. Boom. Quick to bring up David Bathsheba. But he reigned longer than he sinned. Oh. Nobody talks about the rain. Nobody talks about the victories. Nobody talks about Saul has killed a thousand, but David killed 10,000. All we see is the murderer, the adulterer. The devil is a liar. That's what man sees. But man, God doesn't see like man sees. Man looks at the outward, but God says, that's a man after my own heart. While everybody sees an adulterer, God said, I love that boy right there. I love that boy right there. That's my boy. That's my boy. After my own heart. Because sin, uh-oh, I'm not going to do that. At this point, 2017, sin doesn't shock or affect God. God is not like, I can't believe. I, no, he did that already. 
He turned his back on sin 2,000 years ago. He's not turning his back on you now. That's double jeopardy. I judged this sin years ago. So sin messes us up more than it. Y'all quiet. Y'all, are y'all hearing me? Truth be told. Oh, God. How much time? I, all right. Truth be told. Can I say this to y'all? This is not in the notes. Can I say this? Truth be told, God is a God who loves all humanity, right? So when he gives us his law, it's in humanity's best interest. He says, thou shalt not lie, not so you can deceive him. He knows you lying. So lying don't affect you and God. It affects you and who you lie to. And because I love who you lie to, I say don't lie. God loves who you lie to. Don't commit fornication. It don't bother me and you. It gets you off focus. You got soul ties now. And now you got a baby mama who you don't even like no more. Don't do it. Thou shalt not steal. You're not stealing from me. It ain't got nothing to do with me and you. It has everything to do with you and who you fellowship with. So to keep harmony, don't steal. The commandments are not for you and God. When you honor that and obey him, that's you get, you know, that, that. But it's not like this is what pleases me. Like, man, it's, <laughs> you mess yourself up worse when you sin. God is sitting on the throne like, yeah, cover that. Cover that. Yeah, you, you got to work that out with your marriage now, but uh, we're good, but you got to talk to her. I'm here. I'll be, I'll be right here. Go ahead, holler at her, 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 holler at her. It messes y'all up. You stole from them, now you gotta go to jail. I'll be here when you get out. You gotta go to jail, I'll be here when you get out. It's not punishment, it's consequence. Stop thinking everything is punishment. Well, you reap what you sow. No, some stuff is consequence. I'm glad I don't reap everything I sow. Are y'all here with y'all? I wish I had. Less visitors this morning. We make all church about sin. So now everybody comes here to hear about how not to sin. Oh my gosh. So sin is the focus of God's church. We all want to come here to hear what we're doing wrong and to stop doing wrong. And the focus is sin. I'm going to God, you sleep around, you shack it up. And God, and God said you're lying. And God said you, okay. I knew all that before. That's why I'm here. We make the focus of the church sin and not Jesus. I'd rather not. All right, let me, let me just go. Let me go. Is there one that I can bless for the sake of Jonathan? He said, yeah, but he's crippled. He, uh, he, he's, 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 he's crippled in, in, in both his feet. Crippled in both his feet. That took me to another story really quick. In Acts, and it says, and there sat a man impotent in his feet. I love that. Being crippled from his mother's womb who never walked. Paul said, she looked at him and said, look like you ready to be healed. He said with a loud voice, stand up on thy feet. And he leaped and walked. Stand up on thy feet. Beginning of the scripture says, impotent in his feet. Impotent means powerless. No power, right? Potent is power. Impotent means no power. He's lame in his feet. Mephibosheth, lame in his feet. Know where you're lame at. Know where you're weak. You're, you're, you're not weak. Your feet are. 
We call our situation the new us. So whatever thing is powerless in our lives, everything is about that now. You had a heart attack last year. Now, yeah, I got a bad heart. Stop. You you said my body's just breaking down. I know it ain't your body. You just had a heart issue. I said it. I said it Wednesday. Your marriage ain't on the rocks. You just don't gotta communicate. It's a communication issue. You're not impotent in the whole marriage. You still got kids. You still got a business. You still got food. You still. You just gotta learn how to communicate. That's just your feet. It ain't the marriage. It's not your whole body. It's just your feet. Y'all missing what I'm saying? Are you hearing me? Stop calling something a whole thing. It's just one area. But you know how you get a toothache and it shut down your whole body? You get a toothache and can't even walk. Like hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. But it ain't your body. It's your tooth. So you can't have a toothache and put a cast on. It ain't your arm. Your arm might be affected, but that's not what it's, that's not where the pain is coming from. Know where you're impotent. And stop calling your whole life a disaster. No. That's just this area. Are y'all hearing me? My emotions need stability, not everything about me. Man. So that's why he said, stand up on your feet. He spoke to the area that was weak. When you know what area is weak, you can speak to it. And not only did he stand up, he was supposed to walk, but he stood up and leaped. He leaped first and then walked. He leaped first. That's how ready he was to use his feet. That He'd been waiting since he was born to do this. So God is about to give you the ability to do what you've been waiting to do since you were born. And I'm going to say it to this side because y'all don't understand prophecy. I'm going to say it over here. God is about to give you the ability to do what you've been waiting to do since you were born. There are things you've been waiting to do but you feel crippled in that area. God says I'm about to lift you up. Almost shut up. Woo! If you receive it, say amen. amen. Saul's son, Jonathan. Let me move it quickly. Saul's son, Jonathan. I'm looking at the screen. There you go. Thank you. Saul's son, Jonathan, named Mephibosheth. Look at this, y'all. Was crippled as a child. He was... Come here, young man. That's why I asked how old he was. Come here. Hold my hand for me. Mephibosheth. Was five years old when he heard that his dad and his granddad died. The nanny that's supposed to take care of him quickly scooped him up because he's next to get killed. Just kind of grip on me, homie, grip on to me. <laughs> You're on TV. When a nurse heard the news, she picked him up and fled. But as she hurried away, she dropped him. She dropped him. And he became crippled. Innocent young man this age, hearing that his legacy is dead. And the one he trusted to hold him dropped him. Has anybody in here been dropped? I was in the arms of one that I trusted. I was in a relationship with one that I trusted and they dropped me. 
and now I'm crippled. Some of us are crippled today, and it's not our fault. You can sit down. I'm going to minister this thing today. I know it's not a fun message to scream to, but it's true. From five, at the age of five years old, he was dropped. The age of innocence, he was dropped. So now his thought process is dysfunctional, not because of him, but he was dropped. Some of us have been exposed to different things. People drop their responsibility over you. They're supposed to cover you. They're supposed to, are you understanding them? They're supposed to protect you, but they dropped you instead of covered you. So now you're exposed to sex at an early age. And now you're, okay. Now your view of it is skewed and, 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 and irresponsible because you were dropped. You should have been introduced to that world. You should have been introduced to relationships responsibly. You should have been introduced to work and career responsibly. But people who you were in the care of dropped you. And now your thoughts are crippled. Your behavior is crippled. And it's not even... Tell your name, it ain't even your fault. Say it again, it's not even your fault. So he said, yeah, there's somebody, a Jonathan's son out there, but he, he crippled. He messed up. You know he got, you know she got two kids and they married to either one of them. Yeah, I'm going to get real deep in a second. You know, you know she was raped and now she's stripping. You know he's gay. Yeah, I know her. She's a lesbian now. You know that, right? Oh, yeah, him? Yeah, he's a her now. He's transgender. They quick to say it was crippled. What did Jesus, I mean God, I mean David say? Where is he? This is how God treats the cripple. This is how God treats everybody who we count out. Where is he? I still want to see him. I still want to meet him. I still want to fellowship. I still want him close. Even when Adam sinned, he said, Adam, where are you? Just because you messed up don't mean I don't want you. Just because you're crippled don't mean I don't love you. High five your neighbor and say, he loves me. I dare y'all to high ten your neighbor and say he loves me. That's just two hands. That's all. High ten your neighbor and say he loves me. But God, I messed up. But God, I fornicate. But God, I smoke. But God, I drink. Where is he? (laughs) But God, I'm jacked up. But God, you don't understand. Where is she? She's better in my presence than anybody else's. He's better in my presence, crippled, than anybody else's. Where is he? Oh, he's in Lodabar. Lodabar literally translated means the land of nothing. The land of nothing. So I go from a king's kid to having nothing. And it ain't even my fault. I was dropped. Now I'm the cast out. I'm the one. I'm the family failure. Because if Saul's dead and Jonathan's dead, then I'm next. But I can't reign. Back in the, oh, I'm about to get y'all. It was customary back then that even the cripple or the lame wasn't allowed to serve as a priest in the temple. Because they believed that somehow if you were lame or crippled, it somehow separated you from God. Practices back then. Yeah. So he was definitely the castaway. He was definitely the outcast. Dad is dead, granddad is dead, I should be next, but I'm not even allowed to serve in the temple because of something that happened to me. David chose to commit adultery. David chose to murder. I didn't choose to be crippled. 
some of y'all, I'm trying to help you today, man. Some of y'all didn't choose to be how you are. And I'm trying to relieve you and let you know that even though you feel like you don't matter, God is saying, where are you? Care about that? Now I'm in the land of nothing. Now I ain't got nothing. It ain't my fault. I'm the king's kid. I should have everything. But now I'm in the land of nothing. So how many of y'all feel like, I ain't going to say it, but we're going to pray over you at the end. Understand that. I said we're going to pray at the end. He said, where is he? Because his condition is not my concern. Did y'all hear that? His condition is not my concern. Only his connection. God is saying, I don't care about your condition. What are you connected to? Are you saved? Are you a member? Are you in the family? Do you have Christ's name? Are you saved? We'll work out all the other kings. So are you saved? We'll work out how you think and how you act. Are you saved? If you're in the family, I want you. Period. Crippling all. Crippling all. I want you. Here we go. David said, he said he's in Lodabar. He's in the land of nothing. David said, I love this. Get him. Fetch him out. Literally means snatch him out. Snatch him out of the land of nothing. If you feel like you got nothing this morning, I have an announcement. Something is coming to snatch you out. Double shot table. See? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me, let me explain something. God's word is seed. So when he speaks the word, it's seed. Seed seems very small. Like earlier, I said, be kind to somebody. Okay, yeah. Put it in the ground, right? Put it in your heart. It'll start to grow. Oh, be kind. Oh, that may. Then you'll get a whole forest. You understand what I'm saying? So my point is, when I say God, something's about to come snatch you out. That's a word. Don't take it as a small little. Okay, something. No, this is a word from the Lord. Are you hear what I'm saying? <laughs> so when I say uh, when I say a declaration like that, it'll be in your best interest just to scream, "Amen." Amen means so let it be. It is so. In other words, let that happen to me. All right? Something is about to come snatch you out of nothing. There you go. 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 You feel like you have nothing. You feel like you've been nothing. You feel like you ended up with nothing and it ain't your fault. God is sending something and somebody to come fetch you out. God is not, oh, God is not comfortable with where you are. Not just you. God said there's more for you. God said I see more for you. God said you're the head and not the tail. God said you're above only and not beneath. God said you're the lender and not the borrower. God said you're fearfully and wonderfully made. I don't like you down there. I don't like that. You weren't made to be down there. I'm not content. I got to come get you. I got to snatch you out. You're created for more. You're my son. You're my child. I love you. Get up, get up, get up, get up, get up, get up, get up. Oh, anybody ready to get up? Anybody ready to get up? don't realize who you are that's why we remotely get comfortable in the land of nothing we changed our expectations to fit the land we're in I'm a king's kid I should you know what ain't gonna happen so you lower your expectations to fit your squad your crew some of y'all know you're bigger than your crew. 
Let me tell you how you know you're bigger than your crew. When you gotta put on the front and act like, yeah, that was funny. It ain't even funny to you no more. Cause you on another, somebody look at your neighbor and say, I'm on a new level. Huh? I'm on a new level. Huh? I'm on a new level. Whoa, I'm on a new level. That's how you know. Our, fun, our funny stuff ain't funny to me no more. You still crack it up and I'm like, oh my goodness, that's all you got? That's how, y'all, y'all quiet. Your boyfriend, the pet name ain't even cute no more. Hey, boo-boo, cuckoo. Oh my God, I like that. You're changing, you're growing. God is taking you out of nothing. That's what's happening. He's snatching you out of a low place. Let him grip you up. Let him snatch you out. Let him take you up. I gotta go, I feel Jesus. Go get him. The gay one, the lesbian, the murderer, get him. God, I mean, Jesus, I mean, David wants him. Get him. While the church is keeping him out, God is saying, bring him in. I feel God. Liv, y'all better get ready to see all kind of stuff up in here because the kingdom is not this or that. Is this and that. My mentor taught me that real good. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Get ready to see all type of people up in here and don't judge them because if we put your stuff on the screen, they probably look better than you. Now let's talk. You saved and ratchet. They ratchet and ratchet. What's the difference? You're worse because you're saved and ratchet. Look at your neighbor and say, at least be ratchet and ratchet. Don't be saved and ratchet. Just be ratchet and ratchet. People talk about my girl Tasha Cobbs because Nicki Minaj is on her album. The reason why you got a problem with Nicki Minaj being on her album is because you know who Nicki Minaj is. If you don't know her, you, don't, you can't be offended. So you must know her. You must have seen a video. You must have heard a song. You exposed yourself. Where were you when you first heard Nicki Minaj? Let me ask you something. Snoop is doing a gospel album and everybody's like, oh my God, Snoop doing a gospel. You know him. So who's really ratchet? You know him. So you listen to him in secret. Never mind. And then here I am to wait. Get him. Get him. Get him. And I'll need y'all catching attitudes because I'm on the Snoop album too. So get over it. Minister Tim wrote the song on there, so get over it. Live is all over that album. We went out there, I flew out there, I talked to him, I prayed with him. Because God said, go get him. Go get him! Don't wait for everybody to come. Go get him. You know they ratchet. You know they're in a low place. Look at your neighbor and say, who you going to get this week? Who you going to get this week? Who you going to get? You ain't got to do no missionary work. You got cousins. We ain't got to do no outreach. You got an aunt and an uncle. That's my outreach. Your family. People are hyped to get on an outreach team, but don't minister to their family. That's 
not your burden to reach the lost. You got nine lost people in your house. Nine. One, one shy of the commandments. One shy. Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, he came to Jesus, excuse me, to God, I'm sorry, to David, fell on his face. Mephibosheth, behold thy servant. This is the correct response to the one who snatched you out. Fall on your face, worship, and become his servant. If they snatch you out of a low place, serve them. When they take you from a low place to a higher place, serve them. From God to a boss. Now you don't want to hear the kingdom. Whoever it is, serve them. I heard somebody say, service is the gateway to favor. So, if you're having problems with your spouse, serve your spouse. They can't stay mad at you. Y'all quiet. They can't stay mad at you if you keep serving them. Look at all these people in here like, well, they was wrong, it was them, okay. Stay dysfunctional and enjoy it. Keep coming to live, sitting back to back like, serve them, serve them. That's the gateway to favor. So that's the correct push, uh, that's the correct posture. You, you rescued me, so humility and service. David said, fear not, I'm not gonna kill you for surely. Surely, there you go. But I will surely show you kindness for Jonathan, your father's sake, and I will restore. Uh-oh. I will restore all. Somebody say all. All the land of Saul, your father, and you shall eat bread at my table continually. I'm going to restore. Oh, God, I feel this in my spirit. God is going to restore all back to you. That Uh-oh. Just tell your neighbor, it's coming back, it's coming back, it's coming back. I thought I lost it, I thought I missed my season, but it's all coming back. He's taking me out the low place, and I feel joy coming back. I feel peace coming back. I feel... He's going to go all the way back to when you was five years old and give you everything that you're supposed to have up until this day. If you receive it, make some... Here's the issue in my second closing. <laughs> I'm going to restore to you all the land of Saul. All. Everything. Everything your father should have got. Everything your grandfather should still have is all coming to you. Are y'all hearing me? I'm living this right now so I know what I'm talking about. So the next, the next verse says this. Look at this. He says, what, what, what am I? Here's the problem, y'all. What am I that you should look upon a dead dog as I am? I'm a dead dog. I, I hate how we view ourselves just because of where we're crippled at. Why did he just say, why are you being so kind to me? You know I'm crippling my feet. No, he said, I am a dead dog. Who I, my, my whole being, just because of this area, I consider my whole self a dead dog. Understand, I said words are seeds, right? So good or bad, they grow. Could you imagine what he's been hearing since he was his age? 
So it went from, oh, you cripple, you cripple, you lame, to now you're a dead dog. Parents, this ain't, can I just take, parents. Man, I'm, scared. I'm so scared to say this. It's not even deep. Teach your, teach your children not to say mean things to other children. See how that little see? But check this out. You know what we say? Oh, kids will be kids. That's just how kids are so honest. And no, train up. Don't talk to them like that. You're going to have him thinking he's a dead dog by the time he's 20. That's not funny. Teach your kids. That's not funny. Be nice to him. Be kind. Why can't you teach him? Why can't you train him? Ain't no kids will be kids. Change the culture. I said change the culture. Who is it going to start with? It's going to start with you. Change the culture. So now he escalated. Don't be arrested by people's perspective of you. Don't be arrested by how people see you. Mm -hmm. Are y'all hearing me? I see myself now as a dead dog because I've been crippled. But he's not a dead dog. He was just laying in his feet. Then he summons in, but it's my favorite part of the scripture. We go home, y'all. He summoned the servant and said, listen, uh, I have given your master's grandson everything. Somebody say everything that belonged to Saul and his house. You and your sons. Uh-oh. He's talking to the servant that was under command with Saul. You and your sons and your servants shall cultivate the land for him. So I'm giving him this land. Y'all work it for him. Grow the crops. Grow the fruit. Grow the wheat. Grow the barley for him. And you shall bring in the produce so that your master's grandson may have food to eat. But Mephibosheth, he's going to eat at my table. Now the servant had what? Look at that. 15 sons, 20 servants. They're all now Mephibosheth's servants. The one that talked about me is serving me now. Okay. The one that brought up all my mistakes is serving me now. That's why I said be careful who you talk about. Be careful who you put your mouth on. God might order you to serve them. Everything, everything in the land now belongs to Mephibosheth. And the king, Ziba said, according to all your word, and that scripture says, I'll do it. According to everything you say. And Mephibosheth, my last scripture, he had a young son whose name was Micah. And all that dwelt in the house of Ziba were servants unto Mephibosheth. So Mephibosheth dwelt in Jerusalem. Look at this. He ate from the king's table continually, and he was lame in both his feet. He didn't get healed. Hmm. Sometimes God will leave a thorn in your side, but it doesn't mean you're not blessed. You could be at the king's table crippled, but you're at. Y'all quiet. Everybody looking at what's crippled about you, but tell them, but say, I'm eating good, though. I'm eating good. I'm eating good. I'm eating good. I know I got this issue and that issue, but I'm eating good on the way. On, on my journey, I'm eating good. I'm eating good. Yeah, sometimes we can't. Uh-oh, this is what the Lord told me, y'all. He said, sometimes we can't change what happened, but we can change what happens. We can't change what happened, but we can change what happens. I love this. He said, there are things that happened. I'm done. Uh, you know, musicians, you can do the closing music. <laughs> There's a happened and there's a happens. When I wrote it out, it was crazy because pinned 
is what had pinned. You can pin something in his past tense. That's, this young man writes, he has pinned some of the greatest songs. Incredible God deserves incredible praise. He's pinned great songs. But what about the songs that God is about to pin? Your life is not about what happened. It's about what's about to happen. It's about what happens from this point. It's about what he's about to pin. Are you hearing me? He's about to pin a new future for you. He's about to write a glorious future for you. He's about to write a new song for you. He's about to write a favor for you. Is anybody ready for that in the name of Jesus? I said, is anybody ready for that in the name of Jesus? The past has already been pinned. But today is the day that God pins a new future in your life. It's not about what happened. It's about what happens from here on Thanks for listening to today's message. We pray you were blessed by God's word. If you would like to partner with us so that we can continue sharing the gospel around the world, please visit livechurchorlando.com.